Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I got a solo of Master of Puppets to play. And I got quota exceeded error. You have run out of free disk space to save a local backup of this data. <laughs> it's the same as last time you tried running this. Uh, it's fine, though. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> last time last time was perfectly okay. Zencaster is weird. It's a weird app that sometimes yeah. we have problems with. I mean, sometimes you have problems with. I record with Bill just fine. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, how are you doing, friend? I'm doing all right. I'm in the middle of moving. Got most of, I think, most of our stuff on the truck already. There you go. Uh, then we decided to go eat and then took a nap. And that's what we've been doing ever since. It was nice to get to see my wife. And my dogs. My wife. My wife. Uh, yeah. Yeah, finally after a month, I'm back with my family. So well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy too. What about you? What do you got going on? Let's see. I logged about four and a half hours of overtime this week. Just because I could. Uh... Then after that, I made some mistakes for today because I didn't want to really cook tomorrow. Don't really want to cook on um, actual Independence Day itself because I just don't. It's it's one of those things. Like it's Monday. Like it's I kind of want to also decompress. I'm probably just going to sit in front of my computer like almost all day and just watch Independence Day on the loop. Because normally, uh, for those of you who are unaware, this is what I do every Independence Day. I put the movie, the 1996 classic movie. Independence Day on my computer uh, on a 24 hour loop. And most of the time, like it's just there. I'll walk by and like I'll I'll watch about like five, 10 minutes of it and then actually sit down in front of my big TV and put on like a real viewing of it on my 4K Blu-ray. looks fantastic. Love it. However, uh, I'm probably going to watch a bit more of it this year than I would normally because uh, I don't know. Just feel like vibing out, honestly. I might watch it. As well, uh, if I watch five minutes of it, that will be more than I typically watch on a any year of it. So it's true. Also, that would be counted as a view under Netflix's eyes. Yeah, it's true. But other than that, you know, just just chilling and trying to enjoy my three day weekend. I, I have scheduled a full week's vacation for sometime in September. Uh, why did I pick September? I don't know, but I did. So. Uh, I plan on doing nothing, but I just have vacation time that I got to use. So that's it. Well, there you go. You know, as I say in the classic television show, Parks and Rec, treat yourself. That's true. Uh, speaking of, let's start the show the way we do every week with a little segment called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! 
Dan, I'll kick it over to you first. What do you have this evening that you're drinking that contains alcohol? So, um, I made steaks, which goes with making, you know, mashed potatoes and then uh, this roasted broccoli dish that I always make. And I don't want to put this down too hard because it'll sound like a gunshot. There, it fixed mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I, I bought like a bottle of red wine because I like making like a red wine pan sauce to go with my steaks, putting it on the mashed potatoes, like a, a kind of gravy kind of thing. So it's like, ah, I want like also wine to pair with this as a beverage. So I got a 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon uh, from the Joseph Carr Napa Valley Winery, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Blended and bottled by Joseph Carr in Hopeland, California. Uh, It contains sulfites and it's 14.5% alcohol by volume. I forget sometimes that wine is that strong. Like, oh, yeah, that's like a punch in the mouth. Uh, or like a punch to uh, your brain, I guess, directly to the brain because you get fucked up on wine. But yeah, I this is now my third glass, so I should probably stop after this. Yeah, one drunk is a good drunk. Uh, it's a drunk that sneaks up on you. That is v- very true. What do you have? It's it's the best drunk and the worst hangover. Well, earlier, like I said, we we were moving, so like took a break and had uh, some beers. I had a blue moon. Uh, that the wife had it was the last one she had so uh she gave it to me because the other thing she had was line and kugel and i was like oh that contains sulfites and that'll make me very sick just like your cabernet sauvignon would mm-hmm. so we went and got indian food i had uh, a taj mahal which is uh a really nice uh indian lager that i think it's brewed with with honey, it has like a sweetness to it. It's pretty good. There you go. Uh, so that's what I had with dinner. And right now I am having a Mike's hard strawberry lemonade that apparently the wife and her friend had <laughs> in the last week here. So uh, I just I took it. I mean, no shade. You're trying to clean up that fridge. I don't want to bring any alcohol that I don't have to to a new place. So I don't, I don't blame you for trying to pound this shit off. Everything must go. As you sit in your front lawn with your lawn chair and then, you know, just have all your shit just chilling there. Yeah. I hope everyone recognizes the reference to the Will Ferrell movie, Everything Must Go. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right. Well, uh, with that out of the way, it's time to talk about some record setting news that happened. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, Stranger Things sets a new record in streaming with 7.2 billion minutes watched within one week. Uh, that is correct. Uh, for those of you sitting at home, uh, and I forgot to do this, in all my math, I forgot to make this equation and write down what it was. Uh, that is roughly uh, 120 million hours of streaming content. That's a lot of minutes, boys. That's a lot of hours, boys. Uh, so, cu- a couple things to know with this. Uh, that number, com- the 7.2 billion minutes, comes from Nielsen, uh, which only estimates, but pretty accurately estimates, U.S. subscribing or U.S. streaming numbers. Um, so that's actually, like, this is actually, like, the closest we're getting to any kind of, like, parity between, like, 
all of the streaming services because like Nielsen is one of the companies that actually like lists off everyone's streaming minutes for their shows. So we actually get like uh, Netflix versus Disney versus Amazon. Uh, HBO is now including being included on these. So mm-hmm, we're, mm-hmm. We're, we're getting a better picture of the streaming war as it continues. Uh, but but this is it's safe to say that in a second week, it's first full week on on the platform. Uh, Stranger Things dominated everything else. Like it's, it, if you look at the uh, five thirty to six oh five, it it's just completely dominating everything else on that list. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, not even close. In fact, I think everything else on that list, if you add it up, I don't think it even matches. I don't even think it equals out to. Everything else on the top ten, I should say, uh, doesn't even equal out to uh, the amount of minutes that Stranger Things hogged up. So what we're saying is, it's a hit. It's a big boy hit. Uh, but literally, no one's talking about it, Dan. That's true. No one's talking about it except for oh, right now because uh, the season just wrapped up and wild shit happened. <laughs> so you know, everything that Netflix wanted to have happen with this happened. It, it worked. They got everyone talking about it for the, for the most part for a month. And then as the hype started to die down on everything people had already watched, it was time to get people hyped up again for what they were about to watch. It So, like, despite us as as people fucking hating it, that they've split it up into two segments, it did exactly what they wanted it to do. Yeah, that's true. You did it. All right. Well, our next story is uh, we got some new information about the Horizon Zero Dawn series. Uh, that includes the official title, I guess, uh, Horizon 2074. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is being developed by the creators of The Boys and The Expanse. Uh, n- no, that's kind of clickbait. Um, it's being developed by people who worked on the boys and the expanse yeah the creators of it (laughs) if if you work on something you're the creator of it i mean i guess sure fine this is kind of a surprise to me honestly because this locks it into the timeline in a certain point Mm -hmm. uh which is so I'm guessing this is like just an entirely new story that we've never heard anything about before because the the point in time when like the Horizon Zero Dawn uh actual game takes place is in the 31st century um so far after 2074 mm-hmm. uh but by like 2066 in the timeline like all life on earth had been wiped out uh, so this is like eight years after the, the death of all life on Earth. And I guess maybe somebody survived and we're going to hear their story, I guess. I don't know. Potentially. Uh, I am. A, I also almost feel like they're retconning the story to adapt around this. And this will be the the actual Zero Dawn like moment as opposed to, you know what fallout 76 was for the fallout series where it's like hey it's the bombs you're the first person outside of the 
outside of the vault to ever. We need you to settle the pop the population in all these areas. Hmm. I, I mean, if it is if it is that, that'd be pretty dope, honestly. But I don't know. We we've talked about it before, but the the whole you know random people hunting robot animals is going to be way too expensive for CGI. So I'm very curious to see what this actually does wind up being. I don't know the. The 2074 thing from from a story perspective mm-hmm. makes me worried. Yeah, I mean, at least they're setting expectations properly as opposed to like, hey, we're doing the the Horizon Zero Dawn story, but in a fucking live action TV show like that would be oh. horrific. So it says the plot of the series will focus on the history of mankind before the great fall and the events of horizon zero dawn. Uh, what? Right. So that's what has me thinking. It's a retcon. Why do they need to retcon it to make it eight years later? Why not just make it horizon 2064, which is when the, the Pharaoh plague that led to the, Destruction of all life on Earth happened. I don't know. It was, it was self-replicating war robots. They they consumed biomass for fuel uh, and ate all of life on Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And maybe for all we know that they say, you know, 2066 was like when the mass extinction happened, but they'd still left like pocket civilizations or something. And we're just going to yeah. be following a civilization that is, or like a little group that's just going to, you know, be fighting for their lives against the, the self replicate or the self sustaining robots. Could be, but, uh, one thing's for sure. No robot dinosaurs. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm okay with. Uh, I, again, I, I think it'd be way too expensive to do it that way. Otherwise, uh, y- you're either looking at uh, shitty CGI or uh, something that's way too expensive. And uh, yeah, it's animated, isn't it? This? No, this is still live action. As far as I'm oh. aware, oh. everybody who wor- who's working on it is a live action is somebody who's worked in live action. So unless like it vastly changes, like who's working on this? Is go- this is live action for sure. Huh. Well, now I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, and that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> All right, and I think that'll carry us right on over to downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, so, Dan, this is where I get to come in and talk about things that I wanted to talk about for once. Yes. Uh, because we got a... Official trailer number three for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Uh, this is trailer for part two, uh, which comes out September 1st. Uh, 2011, United States, Florida. Jolene Cujo's framed for a crime and incarcerated in the maximum security Green Dolphin Street prison known as the Aquarium. Intent on getting her out, Jolene's father, Jotaro Cujo, comes to visit. Visit. Uh, but that is exactly what the mysterious stand and mastermind Pale Snake planned for all along. Planned for all along. Uh, Pale Snake wants what is within Jotaro's memory, a pathway to heaven, which is sought by Dio, who Jotaro defeated long ago. That's right. Uh, the The plot of Stone Ocean is trying to resurrect Dio. I so, can't wait. 
That's that's not what I'm like face palming about. I'm face palming about Pale Snake, who is obviously supposed to be White Snake. Then we yeah. have a pathway to yeah, heaven, which is obviously name. a stairway to heaven. Yep. <sighs> okay. Uh, along with a new companion, Hermes Costello. Uh, yep. Who's yep? Uh, FF. Who the fuck? Which is, is that? Foo Fighter? Okay, I guess uh, Emporio Al Nino. Sure. Uh, weather forecast. Oh, which is fun. weather report? Okay, and then Narciso Anastasia. <laughs> I think the fun, it's more fun trying to figure out, like, who they're supposed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, uh, who the fuck is Narciso Anastasia supposed to be? I think that is the character's actual name. He's the stand user of Diver Down, uh, which is named after a Van Halen album. He's a humanoid scuba diver-themed stand with the ability to either store energy where it punched or dive into objects to modify their very structure. That doesn't sound broken. No, not at all. Why do they always give the broken stands to, like, the, the allies? And, and it's always the, the JoJo's with the, the, the just punchies. Yeah, because, I don't know, because the JoJo has to be the one doing the exciting fights. So they get the the rapid punching type stands. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so I hope you're ready to wait for another eight and a half years for part three to come out. Yeah, I can't wait to watch uh, the final part of Stone Ocean with uh, my baby niece's kids. Yeah, uh, I don't know. When, when did the first part in, come out? It was like in 2036. Yeah, the first, I think the first part came out in like. It was like a year December? ago, I think. Yeah. So roughly a timeline of nine months. So in theory, you would see this in June of 2023. Ugh, that's fucking painful. No wonder JoJo fans hate Netflix. Yeah. All my homies hate Netflix. It's true. Let's cancel it. Uh, I might if I ever have to watch this next series. It's called <laughs> Die for Fouries. Uh It's Diaries, but the A is a four. Uh, first crushes, first kisses, fun with friends and feuds with rivals. In the halls of Galileo Galilei Middle School, every day is full of surprises! Exclamation point. Now, now read the bottom line of text. Uh, first crushes, first kisses, fun with friends, feuds with rivals, and halls of Galilee, Galilee Middle School. Every day is full of surprises, exclamation point. Uh, they, uh, a description so nice they typed it twice. <laughs> uh, this looks, this is a series, by the way. It doesn't say it in the trailer, so I'd look it up. Um, this looks like ass. Yeah. Well, you know. It has 20,000 likes and no dislikes on YouTube, so... That's true. I mean, th- with no dislikes, obviously everyone loves us. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Justice Served. Uh, an enigmatic freedom fighter and his followers have a sec- who have a secret agenda hijack a courthouse to lead the public... To let the public decide if the... Mu- the oh, my God... If the murder accused should be executed, setting the world on fire and throwing the lives of everyday people into chaos. 
band of freedom fighters invade the trial of a white police officer who shot a black man in a hostage situation unfolds on screens nationwide. That was certainly the trailer. That I I don't think I really got that from the trailer, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, yeah, that's correct. That trailer it does not explain anything about what's happening. Huh. Well, all right, then. That's why we read the descriptions. So that way we know what the trailer is supposed to be about sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Looks okay. Um, I think it's a movie, so I would watch that. I would not watch a series of this. No. No, no, no. All right, next up is Kung Fu Panda, the Dragon Knight. Uh, Panda emoji, dragon emoji, official trailer, Netflix. Uh, When a mysterious pair of weasels sets their sights on a collection of four powerful weapons, Poe must leave his home and embark on a globetrotting quest for redemption and justice that finds him partnered up with a no-nonsense English knight named Wandering Blade, voiced by Rita Ora. Ora, 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 that's a JoJo reference. It is. Uh, together, these two mismatched warriors set out on an epic adventure to find the magical weapons first and save the world from destruction. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is I believe Rita Ora is uh, currently dating Taika Watiti. So let's go nepotism. Because normally yeah. she's a, sing- a singer. So all of the... Uh, <sighs> all the comments on... Like the the crappy looking kid show were like super overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and then this trailer has this Netflix never fails to disappoint, always brings out the worst of best ones. What could that mean? I I don't know why this trailer to what I'll give this show a chance, but if they continue to call it the Dragon Master instead of the Dragon Warrior, I'm going to go insane. Okay. DreamWorks really should just release the original Kung Fu Panda series out on streaming. You wouldn't believe just how underrated the series is overall. Isn't it on... Wouldn't it then be on Peacock? I think so. (laughs) Here's another great comment. Oh, great. Now this might gonna become a Marvel Cinematic Universe itself. All right. I need to get out of YouTube comments. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Uh, I smell burnt toast. That's true. Uh, Apparently this premiered on Nickelodeon. Wait, what? So wait, hold on, hold on. So so Jack Black wasn't in the original animated series, but Lucy Liu was. Well, like, what else is she doing? Uh, she was doing elementary on uh, CBS for a while. No, nothing else. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a show that yeah, existed. Uh, but yeah, Jack Black is back for this, I guess, is the, the big selling point. Which, uh, cool. I think. Yes. Uh, our last trailer is uh, great advice for someone like myself in in just like trying to get through life it's called keep breathing uh when a small plane crashes in the middle of the canadian wilderness a lone survivor must battle the elements and her personal demons to stay alive i didn't see her fighting any demons in the trailer but 
So it's probably mostly her battling the elements to stay alive. Well, and then like the personal growth happens within. I mean, it seems like she's losing her mind as she's going through this and, you know, uh, horrible events are popping up in her head. So, you know, just shit I'd, I'd go through daily. I'm saying I have more struggles than this television character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why we need to put somebody into a life or death situation for them to, like, work through their shit. I think maybe the series could just be about her getting out of the wilderness and finding her way back to civilization. Or deciding that she likes it there and just living there indefinitely. Both are valid choices. That's true. Uh, So... Lost vibes, uh, like almost immediately, you know, plane goes down off in the wilderness, uh, you know, flashbacks to previous parts of their lives or previous parts of her life. So, uh, okay, I guess. I don't know. uh, Could be okay, but it's one of those things where it's like, I will probably get to this after it gets canceled. And then I won't actually feel compelled to finish it because it's canceled. Canceled. All right. Well, uh, unless you have anything to say about uh, keep breathing, uh, let's move over into quick hits and talk about some other stuff we watched this week. Uh, So have you watched anything this week? Let me check. All right. Well, while you check, I just want to touch briefly on it. Uh, I've been slowly going through the anime One Piece. Uh, I'm on the third arc of the story, which is where uh, Usopp joins the crew. So I'm nearly done with that. I think I have one more episode of that arc and then uh, Usopp will have officially joined the crew. I think Nami fucks off almost. No, we have to run into Sanji first and then Nami fucks off. And then uh, Luffy has to go fight Arlong at Arlong Park. Uh, But yeah, I am. Yeah, like I said, I'm slowly working through it uh, on my own time. I still need to get back to Warrior Nun. I have been meaning to for about three weeks, but just haven't. But that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The only thing noteworthy, noteworthy or mentionable that I watched uh, was a few episodes of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean because, you know, a trailer came out. The episodes that I watched were like when Foo Fighters introduced and uh that was fun. And then uh, there's a, an enemy stand because they're in a, a women's prison. Uh, the, the stand's name is uh, Marilyn Manson, but the localized name is Mary Lynn Manson. That's pretty, pretty funny. good. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, so with that pretty good, pretty good localized American name, out of the way. Uh, it's time to cut into a quick break. And when we come back from that break, it'll be time to talk about Stranger Things Season 4, Part 2, and also just the whole fucking thing. Electric Boogaloo, yeah. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, 
The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main view topic for the week. Uh, Stranger Things Part 2, and I guess uh, Stranger Things Season 4 overall. Yeah. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but, you know, it's the same show. Uh, that's that's true. We left off at that, at that part. Uh and, uh, you know, we were very, I was very confused at how, or not confused, but I was very curious as to how we would continue. Uh, and after four hours, we got, we got the answer. Yeah. Uh, the second half of this season consists of two feature films. That's true. So before we hit the spoiler button, we're going to give like very general thoughts and then we're going to go to spoilers and we're going to talk about the whole fucking thing. So. This part right here, right now, that you're listening to, you audience members, is perfectly fine. Uh, but again, if you haven't watched Stranger Things Season 4, what are you doing? Figure it out. Take care of that. And then come back to this. We'll be here for you to talk about the whole goddamn thing. All right. Uh, Caleb, what did you think of Part 2 and Season 4 overall? It's good. I liked it. Uh, that is the correct answer. It is good. I liked it. It's 13 hours in total. Could parts of those be cut down a bit? Yes. But I still feel like, despite the fact that I just memed on the fact that uh, the last two episodes take up four hours of time, uh, I feel like they were actually really well paced, actually held my attention the whole time, and uh, did exactly what I needed them to do, which was not make me remember that they were four hours in total. Yeah. I don't know. I'll watch as much of this show as they feel like making. So, which is one more season. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the time investment. It was, it was worth the time. I agree. Something I'm going to be interested to see is after the show wraps up and seeing how many people go back to revisit it, because. Uh, I mean, we saw with the the Nielsen numbers, like I, I didn't mention this because I was already going on too long, but like um, Stranger Things seasons one, two and three all charted like right mm-hmm. as Stranger Things was coming out, which makes sense. I mean, people want to rewatch through it, but like they all charted and even the second week it went Stranger Things season four, Stranger Things season one, Stranger Things season two, Stranger Things season three, and then the Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix's <laughs> total hours charts. So like old seasons of stranger things were beating out something that had come out like three weeks ago or three weeks ago at that point. So like mm-hmm. it has me curious, like after the whole series is done, you know, are we going to see stranger things pop up on like those Nielsen charts ever again? Yeah. Well, also now that this is done, like I kind of think that I might just go back and rewatch the whole series like from start to finish. Cause like the, the biggest strength in my opinion of this season is that it 
gives us the codex by which to understand the rest of the show altogether. Like, like each season has just been like, oh, there's a new spooky monster and we have to deal with it. Uh, and with this season, with with Vecna as the villain, like we know why all of that other thing happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be a very interesting rewatch is recontextualizing everything. And yeah, part of it, part of me is like, uh, I, I, it, it surprises me still that it took them this long to even tell the actual story, like the actual like backstory to like the entire show. Like I thought we had had enough backstory, but it turns out like, no, it, this wasn't just some like place. Like there was actually like a whole story and like everything that's been happening there's been a whole reason for it the entire fucking time. This hasn't just been random. It's just been like this. This one thing has been going on the entire time, which we'll get into that here very shortly uh, in spoilers. But I, I don't want to talk about it yet. But yeah, it, it's wild to see. And now I, I really want to check it out because there's still a few unanswered questions. There was especially one question from part one that got posed that I, I really want to see an answer to. And I hope they don't forget it like they forgot Will's birthday. Uh, poor kid. Uh, so anything else non-spoiler before we talk about the whole damn thing? A lot of really great action. Uh, like a lot of really good payoffs from stuff that they set up in the first, Mm -hmm. what, seven episodes? Yeah. Of this season. And, uh, yeah, everything just kind of boils over in these two episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, in a really satisfying way. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, um, just give a let's just give ratings right now for the season, uh, and then also like your ranking. I did my I tweeted out my ranking uh, yesterday after I finished watching the the season. So if you if if you haven't muted the Stranger Things hashtag, which uh, again, if there's a show you want to watch and some people are using hashtags, mute the hashtags. That way you fucking ignore those people b- until you watch your show. But uh, give a rating and then uh, a-, a ranking if you if you have that off the top of your head. So I think that I had rated season three as a five star. I think I've I've rated all of them very highly, but like, yes, three was, you know, kind of the nuts for me but i still think that i like season three more uh despite like a very strong showing in this season Mm -hmm. but i think that this is a four and a half and my ranking from best to worst i guess would go uh season three season four season one season two okay uh, I'm going, I'm going slightly lower. I'm going a four on this season, but it's still great. Uh, I, I still, I, but there, there's some weird things we'll get into, but, uh, my ranking is also slightly different in that I have season three and season one being sort of interchangeable as that number one, but more often than not, it's going to be season three and then season four and then season two. Just, just for the addition of like a few new characters in this season. Uh, I think that I enjoy it more than the first season. So sure, that's fair. But we'll get into that more. Yep. All right. So this is spoiler time. So again, if you haven't finished all of Stranger Things season four, uh, get on it. Do it. We re- we highly recommend it. Probably going to be uh, a big swilly contender. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning uh, yeah, yet. Yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, where do you want to start with this shit? Because there's a lot to unpack. Uh, we're talking 13 hours of content. Uh, well, let's, since we already kind of discussed the first part, let's just focus in on these two episodes, I okay. guess. Yeah, there's some tie-ins that I want to talk about, um, mainly, like, because, uh, like, I think it was the sixth or seventh, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but one of the episodes when the adult kids, or, like, the older kids are in the Upside Down, and they go to Nancy's house, and they find that diary entry where it's like, the day will entered the upside down is like where time basically stopped in the upside down. Mm -hmm. That was never explored. And I want to figure out why that happened. I don't care why it wasn't explored, but I, I want to know why, you know, time seemingly stopped or like why it was like a snapshot of that time period that they, they took for the upside down Hawkins. I feel like, which, you know, again, they might go into it more, but like, I feel like a portal linking the two worlds is kind of the event that like anchors points in time there. Like, I feel like time in the upside down doesn't necessarily overlap with like time in the real world. Sure. But like, I don't know. That just creates like a fixed point, I guess. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. That might just be, you know, me putting something into it. That's not there, but we're we're just guessing until they decide they want to reveal it because I, I think that is something that is something they've said in interviews that they're going to look at and that were like that that's like the big unanswered question from all from all the information all the answers we got in part four that was or in part in season three or god I can't talk in season four um that was the one thing that was like the one new question they they added that. Uh, it's mm -hmm. kind of gnawing at me a little bit. Yeah. I just want Robin to get a girlfriend. It wasn't looking good for her there at, at the very <laughs> end. I, I actually <laughs> thought like she was going to be the only one trapped up in the vines in the house and get fucking choked to death as uh, Steve and Nancy tried to save her. Yeah. And then th uh, thankfully they do save her. But like, dear, dear sweet God, I was like, oh, no, they're they're finally killing fan favorite Robin. Yeah, they're killing the only uh, out queer character on the show. <laughs> Glad you made that qualification because there are a lot of angry people punching the air right now after Will did not come out. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know that they're ever going to do that. I feel like they're going to leave it just ambiguous enough that, like, you can put your own spin on it however you want it to be i guess but like he he, he like he kind of he all but comes out i guess but like yeah i've always felt kind of weird about that because in in the context of like the first season and like his dad making fun of him and shit for like i don't know like it that always just felt weird to me yeah 
I don't know. I, I I think also the thing we have to remember. But also, like, that's the 80s and that's how it was. You yeah, know? That, that's what I was going to say. Is like, we're forget a lot of people are forgetting this is the 80s and, you know, people being out isn't exactly a common thing. Yeah, even in even in the 90s, you know. Right. Like, that's I remember it was it was national news whenever Ellen DeGeneres was like, hey, I'm gay. And yeah, like, on, on fucking like, like primetime television, she did that. Yeah. Like that—that's the crazy part. And I, I really don't feel like being gay became like culturally accept, uh, acceptable until like the the twenty tens, and even to a degree, it's still not culturally acceptable. But like, it became like more widely acceptable than it ever had in the twenty tens. Like. I don't know, man. I feel like if you come out in the 80s, you're coming out and you're like during a hard time to do so. Especially with like the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Thanks, Reagan. <laughs> don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> uh, that's true. All right. Um. So, yeah, um. Apparently there there was an interview with the the Duffers for, who for some reason can who said said that there were going to be five major deaths in in part 2. And I saw that like the day before I fucking watched it because somebody po- like some stupid fan site on Facebook posted that. And I'm like why the fuck would you post that? You fucking garbage can human beings. <laughs> so, uh I think the first major one was um Matthew Modine's papa who I don't know. That really didn't do anything for me because I already thought like before this season that man was dead at the end of the first season. So like him coming yeah. back was just kind of like, what the fuck? And also every time that he's shown up, he's deserved to die. It's true. And of course, like we get that whole emotional scene between him and Eleven, which like for me, that's the best acting Millie Bobby Brown has ever done. That's actually true. And I'm not saying like that disparagingly. I think it's a legitimately great scene. But like outside of that sequence, I have never seen her like actually. I think she's been OK. OK to good. But like I've never seen her act because like in season one, I was more impressed with like the fact that she could do a lot of not non dialogue acting. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, what do you what do you want from her? Like. She's basically a caveman who's learning to talk in this show. Me, fire. Me, psychic lady. Yeah. I don't know. I I do think it is a hard role to morph into a speaking role. So, fair point. But, yeah, that was that was definitely... If there's anything I, t- I take from this season, it is that there's a lot of strong acting from a lot from everybody like it it just seems like all the kids are finally coming into their own as actors which makes perfect sense considering how old they are now yeah uh also the the fifth element was love that was the secret that they needed to beat the bad guy uh that's that's true uh also just 11 going no <laughs> <laughs> and pulling a fucking Superman. But you don't want to hear about that here. Uh, we're not there yet. But yeah, um, that that eighth episode, that eighth episode was good. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like, a, OK, 
We know we I, I know what we have to do. We have to get we have to get through this. We have to get 11 out and then, you know, being able to save backs. We also have to have to have the army come in, and pay that off in some way, shape or form. So that's fine. There's not really much else like from that episode that that there is to talk about, like just the big thing of like Eleven uh, finally getting away from Matthew Modine's papa. Yeah, she's out on her own now. Uh, that's true. Also, uh, we'll, we 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 got the payoff of what Will was painting, and it was um, Monty Python style art of Mike leading the whole crew against a fucking dragon. Yeah, I was disappointed that it wasn't the fucking picture that I sent you where it's like uh, what the painting of uh, fucking Vigo turned into at the end of Ghostbusters 2, <laughs> but it was all the kids heads on it. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that after, you know, three seasons of him just kind of being present, uh, they gave Mike a reason to be there in this season. That's true. They're, you know, the, despite the fact that he shows almost no leadership qualities whatsoever, uh, they have now christened him the leader of the group. Yeah. Like, I, I can tell you, right, there ain't no way if I'm that age, I'm listening to goddamn Mike. Ain't no way. Well, like, they always kind of looked to him as the leader of the group, but, like, the last few seasons especially, like, they've all been just doing their own thing. Yeah. Like, he was he was the de facto leader of the group because he was their fucking dungeon master. <laughs> That's true. But, like, as in uh, your right, as they started to split off, it was like, well, they don't, have, like, there is no overall leader. Like, are we all, like... Unless, like, in season five, they're all just like, hey, we're all just listening to Mike now. Mike's going to make all the decisions. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, like, yeah. I, we're, we ain't getting that. There's no way. I don't know. I kind of I kind of enjoy that there's no satisfying end to the whole satanic panic thing, because that kind of echoes real life. Right. Where, like, it doesn't get better. It just kind of goes away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everybody stuffs thinking like the the whole um at the whole aftermath where you know they're like yeah the, the the they're thinking that the earthquake was related to the satanic cult hellfire and Mike's dad turns out to be like oh fucking put anything on this goddamn thing now yeah. I don't give a shit like a fucking news channels just like the fucking tabloids now and then. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mike's mom's like, I know, honey, it's fucked up. And then they just <laughs> walk off frame. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're just know. saying that news today is exactly the same. Nothing's changed. Mike, Mike's dad is my fucking spirit animal. Every time I see him sitting in his lazy boy, not giving a good goddamn, it just makes me so happy. He specifically has to be in that lazy boy because there was a sequence when all the kids get caught and then they they're at uh, Mike's house and he's just like, yeah, just fucking throw him in jail for the night. See what happens. And it's like, what the, yeah. fuck, the fuck's wrong with you? Well, just because he's just so exasperated and just has no interest in dealing with it. His I parenting style is being disengaged. I mean, at least he's there. 
because uh, like I don't know, I feel like his his parenting styles is, and this has always been his character, and it's always been this, but like it's it's always been the satirizing of like the the childhood dad who just like goes to work for eight hours a day, comes home, and just wants to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of the Russian involvement in the show? Yes. I think so. I think the Cold War uh, aspect of it just goes away after this. Hopper's out of the gulag. Mm -hmm. The Russian spy storyline was concluded in season three, but then that like led into this stuff and that seems concluded now. I think now it's just like a lot of the legwork of this season was getting everyone back to Hawkins and now everyone's there. And I think that we just stay in Hawkins. Yep. I agree. I think this is in, in terms of like locale is probably going to be a lot more condensed than the other seasons have been. Cause like, season this season like we go to fucking russia and california and hawkins you know um and it's kind of returning back to that season one type formula where it's like every everybody's in hawkins doing their own thing in in some way except like everyone knows what the threat is now it's not like just exploring around being like what is happening here uh i i do i am curious what happens with you know yuri and um whatever the fuck Jack and Hagar's name is in the, uh, in the show, like what happened to them? Cause it's like, they just show up with a helicopter and then Murray Hopper and Joyce hop it, get in the helicopter. And then they're just back in Hawkins. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And I get that. Like they had to, at the very end, set up, you know, season five of, of like Vecna still looming presence and actually possibly threatening even more, more, uh, more imminently than we thought. But I, I would have liked to see what happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I think Murray was so great in this season. Uh, I loved watching him cackle while spraying monsters with a flamethrower. Yeah. And that's the other thing with the Russian storyline is like they have no other upside down parts. Like there's no Demogorgon. There's no Demodogs. There's no particles that I thought were going to turn into the Mind Flayer for some reason. Like those are all gone now. So like the that's that's especially why I think the Russians are done, because one, everyone there is dead. And two, they have nothing tying them to the upside down anymore. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about the deaths, uh, of course. And I don't know why anybody was surprised that he he was going to die. But Eddie, uh, yeah, Eddie is the and this is now a trope for the Duffers. Uh, I, I want everyone to recognize this. The weirdly fan favorite side character that's introduced for just this season that eventually is murdered by the Duffers. Uh, we had Barb in season one for some fucking reason. We had Bob in season two. We had Alexi in season three, and we have Eddie in season four. Yeah. So the <laughs> the moral of the story is don't get attached. And I think that's why, like, I, people might have been skeptical about like getting attached to Robin because it felt like she might be that character for mm -hmm. season three. Uh, fortunately, it didn't turn out that way, but 
I actually love Eddie's story arc in this. Yeah. Like he he has a complete arc and it resolves and he goes out being a badass. Like what more could you want? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he's and it wasn't a high bar to to kind of jump, but or clear, but he is the best written, like eventually dies side side character because like he yeah. the and Dustin kind of succinctly says it at the end of the season, but you know, he is kind of you know, he's kind of seen as like the class idiot and then you know becomes the class pariah and then eventually the most wanted man in town. But all he cared about was was saving Hawkins at the yeah. very end and and uh, redeeming he himself. Never, he never let that stuff get to him. He was always himself and, mm-hmm. you know, always wanted to do the right thing and died a hero. Yeah. I don't know. Not to say that, like, I'm glad that he's off the show or whatever, because, like, I did really like his character and, like, his his death was, like, one of the more emotionally impactful ones uh, that the series has probably had to date. Yes. Because, uh, I don't know. Barb's death was kind of just there. Yeah. Somebody needed to die. <laughs> Let's <laughs> sacrifice the the dorky friend character. Yeah. Like Bar Barb's death served a narrative purpose. Uh Eddie's death serves an emotional purpose. But yeah. it's an emotionally yeah, satisfying purpose. It wasn't like Bob where I was like, hey, there's this we got this fun little character who, you know, yeah. is a good guy. And we're we're happy for Joyce that she she has a yeah. good guy. And he's such and a good guy that he sacrifices himself at the end. And Well, no, it's not even that he sacrifices himself. It's like, oh, he did. He did the thing and saved the day and escaped. But we need Joyce to be single so we can have her <laughs> and Hopper get together. That's true. <laughs> Like, there was no reason for Bob to die. He could have moved to fucking Colorado after that season just because, like, oh, I'm not cut out to fight monsters. I'm leaving. I mean, you would have to do a hell of a lot of legwork in order to get him to that point because I feel like he is... Based off of the way they wrote his character, there he seems like he would be fiercely loyal to Joyce in the first place. So it would take yeah. him a while to even get to that point. Yeah, which is why he had to die. Right. Uh, next death of the five, even though there definitely weren't fucking five. Um, I and I guess probably the, technically this is a death, even though she's back to life. But Max. Yeah, this season was very mean to Max. The season doesn't like Max, and that's fine. Uh, I actually liked her story. I liked the like all the stuff she went through. And as soon as she was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to put myself back up to Vecna. I just went, OK, so you're dead. Like, I, it was just yeah. one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I just know you're gone. Like, it's just not happening for any any time a character who isn't Hopper says, and I'm the bait. It's like, well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah, that's 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 actually true. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So uh, Max gets like mostly Vecnud, mostly Vecnud, but but mostly Vecnud is still partly alive. That's a Princess Bride thing. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's been a while since I watched Princess Bride. I own it on Blu-ray. I bought, I actually, bought the Criterion for it. That character who said that in Princess Bride, uh, played by Billy Crystal, was named Miracle Max. So there you go. Ah, look at you, tying it all in. But, yeah, like, she gets mostly vecna and then dies from her injuries, I believe. And then her her death constitutes... Clinically dead until Eleven says, no, you're not leaving. Uh, you're going You're going to be a spirit trapped in a withered husk ad, ad infinitum, ad nauseum. Right. Um, so, like, her death tolls, like, the, the fourth death, and that means that that bridges Hawkins to the upside down through in a grander scale, I believe was the, the, the Vecna plan. Yeah. Um, so basically like it opens a giant super portal that kind of rips through the town, but like from the four points where, you know, each of Vecna's victims had died, it creates like an X shaped like super portal. Yeah. And and then Eleven says no, and then Max is brought back, but like there's no consciousness there, or at least none none that Eleven can sense because she tries to walk into her mind and it's just darkness. And all of her limbs (laughs) and neck are broken. Yeah. (laughs) And and also like her eyes were like milky white. I don't know if that's gonna be fixed. Yeah, that 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 poor girl whose main joy was playing arcade games and skateboarding and skateboarding. Yeah. Can do none of those things now. So ultimately it's just 11 being selfish and saying, I don't want my friend to die. I don't care what quality of life she has. I just don't want her dead. So I'm going to put <laughs> so- <laughs> life back in her. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking million dollar baby her. Dear God. <laughs> That was the thing. I was like, wait, she said no. Did she bring Max back to life? What kind of quality of life does this poor girl have? Uh, and it turns well, out none. You know she's going to make a full recovery. Yes, of course. Well, I don't know if she's going to make a full recovery. I I still feel like she's going to be why, blind. Why didn't Eleven just use the force to reset all of her broken bones? Uh, better question. Why didn't uh, Eleven physically turned back Earth five minutes in order to to save. <laughs> yeah, to why save didn't Max. she fly backwards around the planet? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that is exactly how that scene comes across, too. By the way, like her saying no is very like like nineteen seventy eight Superman, where Christopher Reeves is just like, no, I'm not dealing with this. i guess technically vecna if you want to count that as a death i don't know if he's dead question mark so gerald got a nice little boner from this from this end of the season because eddie puts on a michael myers mask at one point in order to hide his identity because everyone's Mm -hmm. looking for him Uh, and then also vecna gets flung out of the fucking attic on fire but then as Steve, Nancy, and Robin descend the house and come outside to where Vecna sh- where Vecna's body should be, he's gone. So Michael Myers like there as well. Yeah. He uh, crawled into the open sewer grate 
That's true. Uh, I don't know. I, I, he's still alive. I, I wonder w- how bad in how much like how I'm bad of shape s- he is. I'm still alive. I'm just very badly, very badly burned. burned. <laughs> and obviously, like God, they fucked him up. Like they defeated him on all fronts. They shot him like four. Nancy shot him like four Nancy times. Nancy shot him a bunch of times. That fucking slow mo montage. All that made me want is an Natalia Dyer led action movie. That's true. God, she Nancy was so badass in this season. Yeah. I love her even more. So uh, I'm putting that out into Ether Netflix. Give her the next big action movie uh, that you're making. Yeah. Her contract's almost up for Stranger Things. She'll be free to do whatever you want. And make it better than Kate. Please make it better than Kate. That'd be great. Be fantastic. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, Vecna's still around. I mean, he still has this weird connection with Will for some reason. I don't know why he has this connection with Will, and maybe that'll get explored, well, like, why Will Because the born. Mind Flayer's consciousness was actually Vecna's Will. Like, he's been the one behind it the whole time. Like, they kind of have, like, whenever... Oh, yeah. Uh, what the fuck was he... Was kid's name before he got Vecna? Kevin, Henry. Keith, Henry, some generic name. But yeah, whenever he was like wandering the wastes of the Upside Down, whenever uh, Eleven whipped his ass the first time, mm-hmm. and he was all mutated, uh, it showed him like finding all the creatures and stuff, and like the like the Mind Flayer consciousness was like what allowed him to turn into Vecna, which is like the realization of what he thought he was meant to become. So, yeah, I mean, so it's been Vecna the whole time. Well, what I mean is what, what was the, the reason why will was taken? Like, and maybe it was just a matter of convenience, but like, I'm curious if they explore that part at all. I don't know that they ever necessarily said like how Will ended up in the upside down in the first place. Yeah, it's true. Aside from just like it, it seems like the Demogorgon. Well, yeah, it it's explicit in the first season that the Demogorgon can kind of jump back and forth between the planes. Mm-hmm. So the Demogorgon got Will and portaled him over, but then like didn't kill and eat him. Yeah, that's the weird thing about but it. Nate, that that could be the case though, because like the mind flare needed some sort of host body to like, you know, come to Hawkins. So like, yeah, maybe that's just the thing. As well, was a convenient target, and now they're just kind of linked. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But again, I don't know. Maybe something to exp- uh, to explore in. Season five. Also, good job, Lucas. Beat the shit out of the star basketball player. Uh, yeah. knocked, knocked him around so bad that whenever uh, all the events start going <laughs> off, that he gets cut in half by the, the upside down opening up in, into Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. There's still far too much of the jock kids in this. Uh, they add basically nothing to this except uh, like being avatars of like, white people with guns solving the problem. 
Yeah, I, I think all it is is to serve as a primary human antagonist, too, for the kids. Because, like, outside of the Russians, we really haven't had that for them. It's always been the upside down, but... Yeah. like Or the government. Or the government. But, like, as we move forward, like, yes, people, people are going to be uh, scared of things that they don't understand. And, of course... The kids who are just like, hey, we, we know what's going on. It's this fucking uh, hell-like world. And people are like, hell? Satan? Oh, you're fucking cultists. We gotta kill you now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I understood that. Um, but still, it was uh, pretty fucking metal to watch him get fucking melted in half. That was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know who the other two deaths they were talking about were, though. Maybe they meant the, the, the helicopter pilot and the sniper guy from episode eight. I don't know. But yeah, there, there was nobody else who fucking died during during the last part of the season. So uh, I, I don't know what the fucking Duffer Brothers were talking about unless they were trying to say, like, unless they were trying to red herring us and be like, yeah, it's more than you expect. And in reality, it's not. <sighs> Did they say specifically in like the last two episodes? I don't remember. Um, I, I like slightly looked at it, saw my friend Logan commented on it, and I just went, I agree with you. I don't know why anybody's doing it. Why anybody's saying anything about this before part two drops fucking tomorrow. So we have four unnamed Hawkins laboratory guards. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three unnamed Hawkins laboratory orderlies. Demogorgon got killed by Hopper. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one of the deaths. Sure. I don't know if you consider that a character. I think kind of. Martin Brenner. Yep. Matthew Modine. Yep, yep. Papa. Let's see. The Warden, I guess. Sure. Okay. So the, the wiki's bullshit on how it calculates character deaths, because deaths 150 to 158 of season four are nine demo bats. <laughs> uh, Eddie uh, Max, technically. Yes. Uh, Jason Carver got melted, melted in half by the gate opening. Yep. Yeah. I would say, I guess, I guess if we're going for the five, it would be Papa, Eddie, Max, uh, Jason and Demogorgon. Yeah. I, I, I would actually I actually would count the Demogorgon because like yeah. I, I think them finally killing it and I don't know if this is the same Demogorgon as it was in the first no it's not but like them yeah, finally the killing one. one without the help of Eleven I think shows like that they have up like overcome and become greater than they were in the first season so it's kind of like them graduating to a new level of villain also, uh, Hopper cuts its head off with a sword. I mean, that was just cool. Yeah, because uh, it's in like the little arena where they made people fight it. Uh, and I guess like, you know, because they would be like, pick whatever weapons you want to bring in. And, uh, you know, I guess that includes sword. Uh, Nature's so health sword there. Yeah. And they fucking sliced a Demogorgon in half. Cut off both of its arms and then its fucking head. That was awesome. But whenever, whenever like Hopper picked up the sword, I was like, oh man, he's doing Hellboy shit. 
That is he true. Was, he was the Hellboy in the movie that people didn't like. Uh, yeah, that movie's bad. <laughs> I saw everyone complaining about that movie. And I'm like, there's no way it's as bad as everybody says it is. And then I watched I'm like, oh, my God, it's as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah. From what I understand, it was just. Uh, just kind of all over the place. Just like tried to do a lot of things, but didn't do any of them competently. Yeah, there was one good part when he goes to see Baba Yaga, like actual yeah. Baba Yaga, not John Wick. And uh, that part was great. And then everything else was kind of garbage. Well, yeah, it's Baba Yaga. Yeah. Uh, anything else with Stranger Things season four? No. All right. Uh, we'll we'll see you back here for Stranger Things season five in three or four years. They yeah. they they allegedly promise that it's going to take less time. Yeah, unless there's a, another pandemic. That's true. Uh, I'm I'm looking at you, uh, fucking monkeypox. Like uh, pan- another pandemic aside, I I think we should be getting this. My hope is 2024. Probably winter 2024. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I I would be up for another Halloween release. That yeah, would be Halloween fun. would be great. That but was it, uh, what season two had Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, because they dressed up as the Ghostbusters and Max showed up as... Uh, was she Michael Myers there too? Yeah, she wore the Michael Myers oh, mask. Oh, that's, that that's how he had. Yeah. That's how he had the Michael Myers mask. Everything yep. connects. Yeah, it's it's like uh, a poem. Everything rhymes. <laughs> I I just remembered that. Holy shit! That's a uh, that's a fucking George Lucas reference of him talking about the Star Wars prequels. Oh, fucking shoot me in the head. <laughs> uh. I don't know. They put that clip in like every fucking red letter media video about Star Wars. <laughs> I was watching a uh, quick aside before we get to 365 uh, this day, but um, birth by sleep. But uh, I was watching a TikTok <laughs> recoded and um, they uh, they were talking about the Marvel movies and they were like, yeah, Eternals is shit. And then they just put in the, the J quote of like. It doesn't matter about the movie. Move on to the next uh, consume product. And I was just like, oh, my God, somebody else used a fucking red letter media thing. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> How embarrassing. I know that is probably my most used uh, screen grab is just Jay saying how embarrassing in a fucking Christmas sweater. Yeah. In a gremlins Christmas sweater. Yeah. <laughs> We need to do more video content so that you can wear your Krampus sweater. That's true. I would just wear that the whole time. Maybe when you move to a new place and have decent internet and then we can start doing video. Perhaps. All right. uh, That'll move us on to a patron request interview from, uh, I guess, good friend of the podcast, Casey Moore of What's on Netflix for 365 days this day. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. Three hundred sixty-five over two days, colon, this day, 
uh, recoded chain of memories, birth by sleep. Uh, I'll never get tired of making the Kingdom Hearts joke about this is a 2022 drama romance movie. Laura and Massimo are back and stronger than ever. But Massimo's family ties and a mysterious man bidding for Laura's heart complicate the lovers lives. This is a 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a knockoff of Fifty Shades. Most of the scenes of this are of the the main girl getting railed. Especially like early on, it's just fucking sexy sex all the time. Sex. Also, uh, I watched this entire movie on 1.5 speed, which makes the <laughs> sex scenes fucking hysterical. I, I, you know what? You know I gotta what? do that now. Yeah. He's just fucking blow, <laughs> fully blowing out her back every fucking scene. I, you know what? I got I to gotta fucking do that. I got to watch that shit now. That sounds hysterical. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I, I watched this at 1x speed because I hate myself. Oh, man. Uh, also, uh, be aware that part three is coming out in August. And you better bet your bottom dollar that that's a main review topic in August. <laughs> I hate it. All right. Um, I'm going to lead because there nothing you say will top what I'm about to say here. I have a new worst movie of all time. And it's this movie. I, I, I fucking kid you not. This is the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. Because for the first... 45 minutes and you said this uh all they're doing is fucking there is there is no plot there they just go to different locations and fuck and like if i'm going for a porno sure cool fine uh i'm coming here for sort of a story uh a story which also let's not forget the first movie ends with her in in a car accident in a fucking tunnel that they only briefly mention a couple times during the events of this movie and then completely brush off going forward. They bring it up just to say that, like, oh, she had a car accident so that she wouldn't be pregnant anymore. Yeah. Uh, so this movie's now banned in America for uh, aborting a baby. That's That's true. It's definitely banned in Ohio where they're... Yeah, doing. God, I'm so glad shit. that I'm. I'm so glad that I'm uh, not going to be paying taxes to Ohio anymore. Uh, a shitty flyover state that receives more in federal funding than it pays in taxes, like every red state. I saw that shit this morning, and I just went, "Holy! F- I this is a fucking dystopia now." Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, just Ohio look up, is a wasteland. Just look up Ohio 10 year old and then prepare to get really fucking pissed off. And sad. Yeah. Uh, but back to this movie. So uh, continuing on why I fucking hate this movie. So there's 45 minutes of sex scenes. And then all of a sudden, with like an hour to go, it just decides, hey, we're going to try to tell a 90 minute story in 60 minutes. I hope you're able to catch up and I hope you're able to draw like the the like five seconds of plot beats that we are pulling that we we're putting in between all the sex scenes and uh, make it a coherent movie for you. 
I hope I hope you're able to do that because if not, you're going to fucking hate this. And I did uh, because I couldn't do that because it's it's just badly constructed all the way through. Man versus B had a deeper plot than this. Yeah, that's true. Which uh, also like because I didn't bring it up, but like, did you did you see like the fucking interview with uh, Rowan Atkinson promoting Man versus B and the fucking bonkers shit that he said? I did not. I don't know. He was talking about like his good friend, Ricky Gervais and how he thinks that the comedian's job is to offend people. And there's no such thing as a victimless joke. And it's like, wow, bud, you thought of all the white people who've got on camera and totally fucked this thing up that you were going to be the one to just like nail it. Fucking pain. Oh my God. It's the cringiest fucking thing ever. Fuck, uh, man. And Rowan Atkinson is also a fucking idiot in real life. Fuck. That's so upsetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, can you tell I don't want to talk about 365 days? I mean, that that's fair. Yeah, so... <laughs> the plot of this is that they have sex a bunch. Yes. Uh, and then Massimo's like, I have a brother. And she's like, I'm mad at you because you didn't tell me you had a brother. I think uh, that's I think she's I think that's correct. I and think then, I think she's allowed to do that. And then uh, the next thing that happens is that there is a party and she walks up the stairs for some reason, uh, and sees uh, Massimo having sexy sex with his ex-girlfriend from the first movie Mm -hmm. uh, and leaves without saying anything or causing a scene uh, and runs off with, I think, the gardener, whose name actually is Nacho. Yes, it is. Which is is pretty good. Um, So then it turns out that, like, the sexy sex that was happening was with the brother. who is his twin. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that because he refused to talk about the brother. So therefore he caused issues Cause, himself. Cause he won't say, yes. uh, but she, she did have an affair and then I fell asleep. <laughs> so yeah, Nacho takes care of her. Yeah. She has the affair with Nacho, uh, sort of affair. Although like she does a lot of like dreaming of having sex with him for some fucking weird well, I reason. I couldn't tell if it was well because they need to have people copulating. But that was the thing is because like my sleep addled brain, I couldn't tell if she actually ever fucked him or if it was like dream sequence fucking. She made out with him and like there was a time where they went into the ocean and she had like a white shirt on with no bra so you saw her tits you see her tits more I think I've seen her tits more than I've seen my girlfriend's tits that's not an indictment on my girlfriend this bitch just shows her tits all the fucking time is the point that's true I've made it weird. Uh, the point being here is that like you know aside from like one makeout session I don't believe they ever fuck so like after that uh, Nacho's like, hey, I'm actually part of the rival mafia family that uh, from Massimo, uh, and my dad wants to see you for some fucking reason. So like, I, I'm taking you, and we're meeting up with Massimo, and we're we're doing shit. So then they meet up, 
and these two guards are like, hey, we're taking the girl. And Nacho's like, okay, that sounds fine. I trust you because I know you. Uh, and it turns out he shouldn't have trusted them because uh, they take her to uh, Massimo's twin and the woman he was fu- that Massimo's twin was fucking. And then she gets shot by the woman Massimo's twin was fucking. And then uh, Nacho shoots her, killing her in- seemingly. And then Massimo shoots his own twin. And then the movie just ends with with Massimo cradling Lara in his in his arms. Yeah, I can't wait till the third movie, whenever it just, you know, shows her back without <laughs> explaining that she's that she's survived again for no apparent reason. You know what I actually want is her in the hospital bed next to Max. It'd be a hell of a crossover. Yeah, I don't know. What was that fucking movie with Steven Seagal where it turns out he has a twin brother and he kills his twin brother oh, with a sword at the end. I, he's like, I will avenge you, brother. I Oh, because that's I what no happened. Idea. Is it when he's fat or is this like during like, he was fat. Sort of, he was sort very of fat. Seagal. I remember us watching one Seagal movie and it's when uh, we have a pro when we had the protagonist who was like fighting to Steven Seagal the whole time. But Steven Seagal refused to lose at the end of the movie, so he beats the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's the that's the movie, Caleb. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Is 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 Laura gets shot, and then it's left up in the air as to whether or not she's fine or not. So, I wonder if it, with it being the next three hundred and sixty-five days, if if Lara's dead and this man is now about to go kidnap another woman. I mean, probably if, uh, you know, the past past performance is any indicator of future results. True. (laughs) So this is my This is my least favorite movie of all time. And because of that, I give it a one and it's lucky to get that. Because if I could go with a zero, I would, because this is barely a fucking movie. Yeah, movies usually have a plot. It's very true. Uh, I, I I also do want to shout out um, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs for my Patreon pick for them. Uh, I made them watch the first one, and they hated it so much. But uh, they they don't know the horrors of this movie. Like... I comparatively the first movie actually is act is a movie because the first movie actually, uh, despite how nasty the fucking plot is, there's a plot to it and it's contrived and stupid, but there's at least a plot and not just like numerous sex scenes for no reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What are your final thoughts on this? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Fantastic. I'm I'm not going to give it any stars so that your one star is the only star that it gets. That's fair. Uh, Average is out to half a star, and that's that's probably right. (laughs) Now I get to play Ohio's favorite pastime, uh, gunshots or fireworks. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say leaving the state. Also, yes. 
because now I've I've worked hard and now I have leaving Ohio money. <laughs> Get fucked, Ohio. <laughs> uh, I never wanted to live here, and it's easy to leave. All right. Uh, well, so next week on the show, uh, we will be doing uh, the Sea Beast. It's that new animated movie that uh, is hitting Netflix, uh, with, starring Carl Urban, who sounds very disinterested. I thought it was a documentary about my ex. No, no, no. We're not talking about uh, people the, named estates. The the Sea Beast. I, I get it. Oh, cunt beast. I got it. Like letter C. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I got it eventually. <laughs> uh, and then we have nothing on the back half of that because I haven't put up the Patreon post yet. Uh, I will be doing that this weekend. Uh, you, it will be up by the time that this episode releases. So uh, if, if you're one of our $5 patrons, look out for that post so you can tell us what thing to fucking watch. Uh, but because of that, Caleb, we have nothing else to watch. So uh, give me one of your garbage or potentially garbage uh, 80s or 90s action thriller movies. OK, so we had from last time we had U.S. Marshals cliffhanger uh, and let's throw on Spawn. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the one right there. It's, uh, it's, it, it has it has to be Spawn. It has to be Spawn. One one of the only things that I remember about Spawn was uh, John Leguizamo uh, promoting it on, I think Jay Leno, and because uh, like he plays the char- the demon clown. Uh, but sometimes he just shows up as John Leguizamo, but like his demon form is like this chubby little clown guy. Uh, and while promoting the movie on Jay Leno, he was like, yeah, I'm like Chris Farley, except I can take the weight off. And he got booed for like five minutes. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't do that. That was probably the correct thing to do, everybody. Good job <laughs> booing him. <laughs> So yeah, look forward to that. It's going to be a shit show. Uh, that's that's very true. Uh, tell them stuff, Dan. You can find the show at NetflixandSwill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill and Friends. That's right. We have Friends somehow. Um, we have Rabbit Ears TV Podcast, uh, hosted by the Bubby Ashley, who uh, every month talks about a now dead, uh, now completed TV show. Uh she did Under the Banner of Heaven with me. She's doing Ozark with Gerald this coming month. So look forward to that. Uh, Two Piece on a Podcast is returning. So uh, make sure you remember that Two Piece on a Podcast exists. Caleb Wheeler first episode on August 1st, I believe is what Gerald told me would be the release date for it. Yeah, and uh, we're recording it as soon as I hang up with you, I guess. So Yeah, there we go. Because he just texted me. Oh, well, good job, Gerald. Apple TV Plus, it's like a sister podcast, except it's uh, about Apple. And then, oh, Stacking Triggers, our Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk about Magic the Gathering. So if that's interesting to you, uh, check it out. But yeah. Yeah, it, I'm there every month or so. Yeah, every now and then. When So yeah, do all that stuff. Check out all those podcasts uh, and, and love them, because they love you. Yeah, and I love you. And I love... A space weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. And 
And I love to end the podcast. Surely the words will stop any time now when I say the final phrase, which is that until next week, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.